You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. The reigning American League Division champions head into 2020 with their sights set on bigger things. This is the show that keeps you plugged into that pursuit with all the news, moves, and more. It's the Twins Hot Stove Show, presented by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. And here's your host of the Hot Stove Show, Chris Atterbury. Well, good evening once again, and welcome to the Twins Hot Stove Show. Chris Atterbury with you. Our show brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created, legends are made. A lot of legends at Target Field this past weekend for Twins Fest, and a lot of memories for hopefully you as well at Twins Fest, as we had a great time Friday and Saturday. Last week was the caravan as well. want to thank everybody who came out and the nice things we heard as uh, my particular leg traveled through Worthington, Sioux Falls, New Ulm, and wrapped up at the famed Cato Ballroom in Mankato. Back more on a regular schedule this week, but we haven't forgotten Twins Fest, and we use Twins Fest as an opportunity to sit down in person with our guest today and let you introduce yourselves uh, to a new battery in Twins territory. We're going to hear from left-handed pitcher Rich Hill. I think you'll have a, a lot of interest in what he has to say. And also a guy who's going to be catching Rich a little bit this year, Alex Avila, somebody we've gotten to know in an opposing uniform and why he's so excited to now be a Minnesota twin. And now he and Josh Donaldson have also put aside a college beef to team up together here in Twins territory. Now, we appreciate you listening across Twins territory tonight, across our fine network or via Facebook Live. Also encourage you to podcast our program, including bonus material every week here across Twins territory. Let's go ahead and uh, get to our baseball bulletin, and then we'll introduce you to both Rich Hill and Alex Avila here on the Hot Stove Show. So uh, cue the sound bite, and let's get to some baseball news. Baseball news around baseball uh, league-wide. Chris Bryant uh, was announced today, lost his service time grievance with the Chicago Cubs. This has been a process of over four years in the making, so he will not get an extra year uh, or will not be a free agent a year earlier. He won't be a free agent until after 2021. He, of course, has been uh, in the rumor mill for a trade, and this makes him a more desirable trade candidate. Again, remember, he missed uh, by one day. Uh, having a full uh, season of service his rookie year as he was tearing up the minor leagues. Still looking for managers in several situations around Major League Baseball. Luis Rojas going to manage the Mets. Sounds like Dusty Baker uh, is headed towards the Astros. That is not yet official, however. One thing we're also hearing is that the umpires may be mic'd up in the coming season. So if you've ever wondered what Joe West's voice sounds like and you don't have any of his CDs, you may find out as uh, they're going to mic up umpires to have them explain uh, review calls this year across baseball. And if you've uh, been uh, just longing to hear Angel Hernandez and Joe West explain things, now you've got the chance. As far as the Twins are concerned, maybe the biggest deal for the Minnesota Twins going on is happening today on Wednesday as we record our program. That is the second annual graduation ceremony at the Twins Academy in the Dominican Republic. Hordes of folks from the front office are down there. Eight graduates this year expecting to double that number next year. It's a really cool program. You think about the way uh, the game works and, and what these young kids go through when they sign as, as young teenagers. And so congratulations to those graduating 
at the Academy in the uh, Dominican Republic. Uh, that is happening today, Wednesday, for the Minnesota Twins. So that is our baseball bulletin. As for our What's Brewing competition, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, we threw out who would lead the Twins in home run. It seemed like uh, feeding the geese. Like That was a pretty easy question to answer. Lost in all the rigmarole, of course, of Twins Fest and Caravan and the fact that our show last week was a press conference. Uh, none of you decided to participate, so we're going to split that case of Killebrew Root Beer right down the middle here in studio, and uh, we will certainly enjoy it. If you would like to make sure that we don't drink the root beer next week, well, here's our question for you. We haven't talked a lot about the pitching side. Had a good chat with Taylor Rogers uh, once again over Twins Fest. Taylor was never officially deemed the Twins closer last year, though he performed at the level of an all-star closer with guys like May, Romo, add Tyler Clippert in there, Duffy Pitchwell, a lot of guys who can pitch at the back of the bullpen and a lot who earned saves a year ago for the Minnesota Twins. Who will earn the most saves for the Twins pitching staff in 2020? Taylor Rogers certainly would seem the front runner, but go ahead and make a case at Twins Radio, hashtag Twins Radio, and perhaps, just perhaps, you may go home with a Killebrew prize pack. That's our What's Brewing competition again at Twins Radio, hashtag Twins Radio, whether you're listening live or you're podcasting us at a later date for some of that bonus material. Now, we had a chance at Twins Fest to meet some of the the new folks in Twins territory, including, of course, Josh Donaldson. Tyler Clippard was there. Also, Alex Avila and Rich Hill, and they were kind enough to sit down in a noisy clubhouse uh, here at Target Field and chat with us a little bit about what brought them to Minnesota, their mindset coming to Minnesota, some of the influences on their very successful careers thus far, and what they expect out of the 2020 campaign. So sit back, relax, and enjoy another edition of the Twins Hot Stove Show, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. We'll introduce you to Rich Hill next, followed by future battery mate Alex Avila right here on your home for Twins Baseball. Welcome back to the Twins Hot Stove Show. We are post-Twins Fest, which is such a unique and wonderful event, bringing all sorts of uh, generations of Twins here together. And one of the benefits is, for the newer Twins, chance to maybe uh, get to know some folks before they show up at spring training. And Rich Hill is one of the valued new members of the Minnesota Twins. And first of all, Rich, welcome to Twins territory. And for you, a guy who's played for a lot of different clubs uh, over the course of a long and very successful career, an event like this, does that make it even easier as you get to spring training to have some familiarity with the organization and the folks in it yeah first thanks for having me on and absolutely i think it's uh one of the one of the great you know times of the year we're right around the corner from spring training and to see the fans come out and see the excitement the real excitement uh in their in their in their eyes and their faces that they're you know they're anticipating uh baseball is right around the corner and coming off a great year here with the uh with the twins over 100 wins last year and uh central division champions i think that's uh you know a good springboard into uh 2020 let's start with your health because obviously that's the biggest issue you had the procedure we know you're not going to be full go right out of the gate but but how are you physically and where are you in your rehab you're no stranger to rehab yeah yeah I've had my share of uh, injuries over my career and um, it's going great uh, the surgery went really well I'm 12 weeks out of surgery right now I start throwing next week for all the people who are listening the the surgery that I had was a primary repair so it wasn't Tommy John or UCL replacement surgery I had a, a detachment of my UCL yes in the proximal side of my labrum but what they do is they take a piece of basically like this super stitches and they you know it's about two inches long and they put that into your elbow uh, as a brace uh, and they reattach your ligament then regenerates and and attaches back to the bone and you have this nice back 
basically backstop for your ligament. And uh, I start throwing next week, like I said, and, and the one thing that is different uh, about this as opposed to a full Tommy John surgery is that once you start throwing, the progression is much faster than what the progression is when you have um, a regular Tommy John surgery. So that is why the you know I can get back out in the field uh, a lot quicker and, and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. One of the big issues with especially younger athletes, because you guys are e- elite competitors and, and the bodies are at an elite level physically, is the, the rush back from an injury too early. You have to slow people down. Because you've gone through this before, do you feel like you are mentally able to be a little more patient with this? Yeah, I, I definitely believe that. But I also want to be right and come back to win. I think, uh, you know, that's that's the biggest thing. Uh, I'm not trying to, you know, set records or do anything like that personally. I mean, obviously I want to go out there and, and perform to my best of my ability, but I want to win a World Series. And I think that's the, the biggest thing to, to echo throughout this entire clubhouse is that, yeah, last year was a good year, and, and, and uh, there's a huge amount of, uh, you know, takeaways from last year. And, and the experience that these guys are going to have coming into 2020 is going to be enormous because now you've experienced the biggest stage you know or one of the biggest stages and and understanding that what it takes to get there and it's going to take up an entire 162 uh it's probably going to take you know 38 out of the 40 man roster to come up here and 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 participate um and and you know come in and 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 play well and and give it everything you have every time you get the opportunity um and you know come trade deadline time hopefully you know we're in a position to uh you know possibly pick up a big name or or you know another guy that could just give you that second half kind of boost into uh into the playoffs and and that's my mindset is every day is play like you're in the playoffs play like you're in the world series and you know you look back and you'll be thankful you did and that's a big part of the reason obviously the twins wanted you here but this was a situation where you had worked long and hard to get to choose Uh, you had your pick of where you wanted to go and you've been with some phenomenally successful organizations and obviously at this stage you mentioned you're here to win how much did that play into your decision to become a twin with what you saw from afar yeah i mean one of the biggest things and i'm getting this question over the twins fest here the last couple days is why did you choose minnesota why did you choose minnesota it's like well hey everybody this is a this is a hell of a team this is a really really good team and and you won over 100 games last year you won the central you go into the playoffs and you gain a ton of experience from last year year you know let's go out there and do it again and this time finish the job win 11 games in the postseason raise the trophy and have a lot of fun I mean that that's what it's all about and that's why you know we chose Minnesota yeah could we have gone somewhere else in in a bigger market absolutely but it, it's it's not about that it's about winning it's about winning and it's about uh, making sure that everybody you know leaves here with a ring one of the things about this club, and we started to see it evolve last year, as you mentioned, it takes everybody on the 40-man. And we've got this, this crop of young arms who are still just figuring things out, high-talent guys. But we've got people like yourself, Sergio Romo, who's been there, done that across the game. Very different personalities, but similar experiences. Is that part of the draw as well, that there is this mix? Because it, it takes a mix, doesn't it, of personalities and of experiences and of young and of old to, to all come together? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, from my personal experience over the years of playing and being on some really really great teams uh it takes a you know that perfect mix um and everybody to understand that we're all in it together it's not 
you know, about personal statistics. It's about putting your putting yourself aside for the greater good, and understanding that when you're when you're here and you're part of a team and you're wearing the uniform, uh, that's who you're representing when you go out there on the field and you're representing the 25 guys that are in the locker room, uh, and you're pulling just as hard for the guy next to you as you would be for yourself in, in any situation. Uh, so that's that's something that you know I think being able to talk to some of the younger guys and through spring training, uh, spring training is a great vehicle to get to know everybody and and have them understand that like it you know for me it is the intensity it's the intensity that you bring when you're out there you can see it you can see it in the hitter the hitter can see it in the pitcher and you know when you have a hitter you know when I'm out there on the mound and I know when I got him I can see it I can see it in his eyes and that's something that uh you know I love (laughs) that's why you play I mean that 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 boils down the essence of this great game to that that matchup on the mound and you know you've changed as a pitcher through the years yeah. and, and you've learned and you've added and and your body has, has forced you to change the way you go yeah. about some things uh, but the one thing when you've been healthy the last couple of years man your curveball is as good as it is in the league yeah. and your strikeout rate all of those things that doesn't happen by accident no. how much in addition to your physical work how much mentally did you kind of rebuild yourself in terms of as the game has changed you're keeping one step ahead of these hitters. Yeah, I mean, you know, look look at the situation that we, you know, you have in a, in a locker room. You have younger guys, you have older guys, and you have the experience, and you have trying to, again, teach the younger guys that it is 90% mental, as Yogi Berra said. So that is really something that to convey to the younger guys, I can't, I can't say it enough. And and for me, it's it's helped my career tremendously. It's taken me from. You know, kind of just being uh, a pitcher to an elite pitcher, someone who knows exactly what he's going to do out there, how to be creative, what that kind of effort is every single day, and what it requires of you, and how the baseball will, will you know tell you the truth every time you go to throw it. So, you know, you you have to. One of the biggest things too that I've learned is is being in the moment and staying in the moment and not focusing in on results uh, disassociating yourself from the results and that that will help you focus in on the moment because we can't get through you know hey I want to go out there and as a starter me personally and say I want to pitch you know nine innings okay well you haven't gotten past the first pitch yet you don't know if you're going to get out of the first inning so you know it's very uh, advantageous to stay in the moment first day at Twins Fest I was sitting with Jack Morris trying to keep him from falling asleep and you walked by and he said have you met Rich Hill yet and I said no yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna look him up and he went back to working for MLB.com a couple of years ago, yeah. doing a piece with you at the World Series. And he just went on and on about how afterwards you just hung around and you just talked baseball and you asked questions. And he said, that is a baseball rat. I love yeah. that guy. Yeah. Is that a fair assessment? Are you a baseball rat? Yeah, I mean, that's it's not talented. Sure, there's talent there. But I don't think, you know, if talent doesn't work hard, as they say, you're not going to get anything out of it. Uh, so I think when you combine those two and, and you put the effort in and, you, and you're able to see when you combine those two, it, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, yeah, I love baseball. I love the history of baseball. I, I mean, you know, every day, just talk about it and, and try to study the history of it and you know obviously now learning about the twins and coming in this off season and doing a lot of homework on on the organization and the history of it and watching plenty of Ken Burns baseball too. <laughs> Did you have history with Derek Falvey because you were in, yeah. Cle- in Cleveland for a while and I know he's such a sharp guy and pitching is, is what he thinks about 99% of his walking days uh, and I have to think that uh, whatever that experience was for you guys as brief as it was in your time in Cleveland, that had to be a big part of what went into Derek being so aggressive and trying to get you here. Derek and I crossed paths in Cleveland uh, in 2013, and uh, yeah, I believe at the end of the year, I remember, I don't know if he was in the conversation, but definitely talking to uh, Mickey Calloway, who was uh, the pitching coach, I said, you know, Mickey, I think I can start again. 
And uh, at the time, I was in the bullpen, and I think they all looked at me like I was crazy. But, uh, you know, it was funny because that conversation will come up every now and then when I see Mickey and we cross paths. Derek was great in Cleveland, and obviously the, the work that he's been able to do here in, in Minnesota has been unbelievable. And Wrapping up with Rich Hill, new Twins pitcher here on the Twins Hot Stove Show, brought to you by Killerby Root Beer. Just quickly to let Twins fans know a little bit more about you. Uh, grew up in the Northeast, I believe. When, when did baseball become your, your true love? And, and talk a little bit about you as a, as a young kid and falling in love with the game. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of grew up around it. My brothers played, and, uh, you know, I got to be bad boy for their teams. They're actually uh, considerably, not considerably, but, well, my brother, my oldest brother is 19 years older than I am. My brother, who is closest to me, I believe, is about 14 years uh, older than I am, and I have another brother who's 16 years older than I am. So they were playing um, high school, college, and then into semi-pro baseball, and I was able to uh, be around that all the time and, and uh, being at the fields. Uh, being bat boy and watching the game and just learning that way that's how I really learned the game by watching it we would I grew up in Boston so yes I was a Red Sox fan and uh, going to the games was fortunate enough to go to a lot of baseball games and and just watch watch baseball and that's that's how I learned played at a young age probably started around five or six and obviously haven't stopped but you know my love just continued to grow for the game as I got older and, and understanding it more now and Obviously, understanding how you know the impact that we can have as major league players, and 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 see that outside of the field and into the community, and also you know inside the locker room, how you can uh, affect younger guys that are here and, and inspire possibly their career. You've been a part of a lot of organizations and coaching staffs and managers and teammates. Obviously, some will stand out as more influential over the long run than others. Some will just become great friends, whether you helped each other professionally or not. Who are some of the biggest influences, though, that you've been around? Well, one of the actually pitching coaches at LSU right now, Alan Dunn, um, AD, he was he was huge in my coming up through the minor leagues. When I was with the Chicago Cubs, I had him in, in AA and then I had him in AAA. And fortunate to, to have him as a, as a coach, as a mentor, and somebody who uh, really showed me about work ethic and about coming in every day and being on time and making sure that you're doing your work and having a, you know, a solid routine. And then, of course, many coaches throughout the major league side of baseball rick honeycutt the last four years has been unbelievable you know just a great mentor and and uh, unbelievable on the pitching side and being able to uh know when to say things and know when to step back as well and a lot of managers i've i've had everybody i think you know through dusty baker to lou Pinella and tori lovello it's been incredible it's just the people that i've met throughout baseball and, and over the decades of, of playing this game has been has been uh, quite substantial when I think about it now I haven't really sat down and thought about it but the names go on and on so I've been fortunate and uh, really feel uh, fortunate to be here and now uh, to be here with Rocco too I mean I've heard nothing but great things got to know him a little bit when we play against uh, you know the Tampa Bay Rays and talk to him in the outfield because we're from the same part of the country but I've heard nothing but great things about Rocco so uh, really excited to be here we're excited to have you. That's Rich Hill, the Minnesota Twins, on the Twins Hot Stove Show right here on your home for Twins Baseball. The 2-0 pitch, a fly ball, well hit right field in trouble. Kepler back at the wall, it's gone, and the Tigers lead. 2-0 fastball down and inside, and Avila goes deep. Welcome back to the Twins Hot Stove Show. We already chatted a bit with Rich Hill, one of the new mound men for the Minnesota Twins, and one of his battery mates will be a very familiar name and face and swing to Twins fans, but they finally get to see him wearing a Twins uniform. Alex Avila is here uh, as a, a Twins catcher. We've seen you in Detroit, in Chicago. Uh, you've been in the National League a little bit as well. 
you could have gone a lot of places. The catching market, everybody needs quality veteran catching. What made Minnesota the type of place you wanted to be? Well, I mean, to be honest, it was a no-brainer uh, with you know the team coming off a division championship and you know seeing what they accomplished last year. Um, you know, always admired uh, you know what Rocco has done. Um, you know, first having played against him uh, early in my career, and then and then talking to talking with him as he was a coach in, in Tampa. Uh, it seemed like it was going to be a great fit, and um, you know, early on, you know, they they had uh, interest from from the beginning, and and uh, you know, for me, it, it was pretty much a no-brainer. We've been watching you for a long time. How would you say your game has changed since you came up first as a rookie? Yeah, well, it's it's changed uh, quite a bit. I mean, I, I think over the course of my career, uh, when I first came up, it, there was still a lot of uh, the old school elements uh, in the game, and over the course of my career, you know, things have changed. As far as not only how the game, how you prepare for the game, but how the game is managed, and also how the game is played, uh, you know, because there's so much more information now and uh, and analytics involved. Um, so over the course of my career, I've had to change, you know, not only what I do behind the plate, you know, and adapt uh, to the times, but also even at the plate a little bit as well. The fundamental fundamentals are still the same, you know, it's still still the same game, but um, you know, there's some aspects that you obviously have to make adjustments with and and uh, you know, in order to continue evolving and, 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 you know, being able to make the best decisions possible. And even calling a game behind the plate, and you caught some great staffs and, and great pitchers individually throughout your career, but you've ridden out a long career where the way pitchers attack even has changed a little bit and the idea that, okay, we're going to go up here and then we're going to bend it down there as opposed to, no, no, never go high with a fastball. You've seen a lot of changes in that regard. Yeah, I mean, there's, I think uh, nowadays, I mean, uh, it is much. It has evolved more into like you know what are the pitcher's strengths? What can pitchers do really, really well? And trying to stick with that rather than just kind of each guy pitching one certain way, you know, because you might have you might have guys that just can't do that physically. Um, you know, they're better at other things than than uh, than the next guy. So uh, I think that's one th- one way that you know the game has evolved and gotten better to where you know if if there's a uh, a guy on the mound that maybe throwing a ball down in a way is not his strengths well there's no reason to be doing that um so um you know that that's really what it's come to and you know that's that makes it important for a catcher to know his pitchers um and what they do really well and try to match those up with the hitters uh, weaknesses and is that part of what a weekend like this is where you can meet some of the guys you'll be catching and then when you guys get there to, to, to fort myers you'll have a little bit of a rapport to, to begin learning each other yeah, I mean, I've met a couple of guys, but I'm not going to be able to meet everybody. Um, obviously, you know, during this weekend with uh, all the events going on. But once we get to spring training, um, you know, as a team, getting there all you know early in the morning at the same time and going through the same uh, routine over the course of the day, will uh, everything will kind of be able to work itself out there. Be able to spend the time, um, you know, working, getting to know the guys, um, and, and getting familiar with everybody. And, and I'm looking forward to that. You grew up in the game, obviously, and, and your family's legacy in this game is, is secure already, and that's something that a lot of people can't relate to. Maybe it's easier if they say, oh, I, I remember watching the dad play or the uncle play, but you've been surrounded by baseball, I would think, probably since day one of your life. Is that fair? No, that's yeah, absolutely. I mean, with uh, my grandfather working for the Dodgers for over 50 years to you know my dad being in uh, Major League Baseball for 25 years. Um, it's it's a daily topic at our house for sure. And I imagine those conversations are fascinating because that's not just a surface level conversation you're having. Yeah, no, they 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 can get in depth a little bit and, and heated at times, but 
um, it's because we love the game. I mean, my family, you know, you know, we we owe so much to the game of baseball because we love it, and um, you know, have spent you know our lives, are dedicating our lives to it because because of how much we enjoy it. You know, so some of those stories you get are pretty great. You know, I, I'm uh, I'm enjoying the fact that I'm also you know starting to be able to tell some of my own stories and and uh, and be, being able to continue to do that. Now you were an Alabama guy, correct? Yes, that's correct. Now I ask because you and Josh Donaldson, new teammates, and he's a he's a War Eagle. He's an Auburn guy. Is that going to be an issue? Well, we've already discussed that. I think you know because we have that commonality. Gone to school in Alabama. It's been good, but I guarantee you there will be some uh, some tense moments between he and I. Um, you know, just because of the rivalry, we've got to keep it up. You know, that's only that's only fair. Well, that is indeed the voice of Alex Avila. Had a chance to sit down with him in a corner locker and chat at Twins Fest, Rich Hill. Likewise, very interesting conversation from both of those gentlemen. Good to know that Avila and Donaldson aren't going to let that Alabama-Auburn thing get in the way of what could be a very good thing for the Minnesota Twins in 2020. For those of you who'd like to participate in our What's Brewing competition, a reminder, we're looking for who you think will have the most saves for the Minnesota Twins in the upcoming season. You can play quite easily via Twitter, at Twins Radio, hashtag Twins Radio for a chance to win a Killaroot Root Beer prize pack. That's going to do it for another edition of our Twins Hot Stove Show, brought to you by Killaroot Root Beer, locally owned and operated, how memories are created and legends are made. We'll see you again next week. Our thanks to Rich and Alex. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. You've been listening to the Twins Hot Stove Show, sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.